Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to celebrate the death of humanity. Or are we supposed to be celebrating the life? I don't know. I can't stand people. Ah, welcome to another happy-go-lucky, ever-so-joyous, wondrous, spentifitacular episode of Howlin' with the Wolf. I'm your one-man band, Jason Wolf. And I got some howling to do, you know. But let's put a little disclaimer on this one. Maybe a little more somber in tone. Uh, I am pondering many things, but none of which are to be a concern of to anyone. Um... I just, sometimes, you know, you'll hear me say this a lot, where I just stand outside the box and observe, and I kind of feel like I'm the watcher, you know, from the, the Marvel movies, uh, or, you know, uh, the Grim Reaper, something like that, where I'm just, I seem to be outside the box, just watching, and there's been a lot of instances this month where I'm just baffled looking at humanity and how people treat each other, how they react to each other, why relationships don't work. All of these things, I do not understand humans. So if I get into some, uh, you know, touchy subjects, like I say, it's it's not meant to, to be a concern. I, I genuinely just don't understand humans. I really don't. So here's the thing. I've been watching a show called Six Feet Under. Um, maybe some of you remember it. I got it because, well, I mean, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, and, and it wasn't until I started watching why I realized why I hadn't watched it before. Um, I just, I, I have always been drawn to darker things, serial killer shows, uh, funeral home shows, you know, I, I don't know why, I guess, uh, because of the undertaker, you know, if anyone is part of the wolf club and, and read the latest newsletter, uh, where I talk about the undertaker sort of give me that darker side that appealed to me. Um, I've just always been fascinated by that. So that was one reason of the, you know, with the serial killer reasons too, uh, was Dexter is in it, Michael C. Hall, uh, so it's I, I I picked it up, uh, it it's a great show, and then I realized why I hadn't watched it. Um, this was during the whole early two thousands era of uh, premium channel drama between Cinemax, HBO, and Stars, things like that. You know, I'm talking like Sopranos, True Blood. Uh, Rome, and then on to Spartacus, where it was doing drama and TV shows that they couldn't put on regular TV just yet. And it just, you know, I'll admit, you know, you know call me a bigot or, or whatever. The main reason I didn't watch it before was because it just, at the time, seemed uh, a little too gay. I thought it was a gay drama. And oddly enough, here I am, 20 years later, Watching this show, thinking this is nothing to compared to the shit that they shove down your throat these days, you know. And uh, I, I'm not gonna get into the whole gay thing. That that's a whole another episode. It is what it is. I feel that they're shoving it down your throat these days. You know. Now I'm watching this. I'm a little more tolerant to um, 
things like that where before I just uh, changed the channel or I'd fast forward through the stuff like yeah I don't want to see that now I've sort of understood things differently and become more tolerant because uh, I've listened to gay friends I've talked to gay folks and um, understood a little more of the struggles and things that they've gone through so they probably did the same thing when they saw you know regular couples kissing I don't know anyway again not the point of this story what I'm noticing, though, is uh, I, I guess this is like the young and the restless for my age group. Uh, when, you know, my grandma and my mom never really watched daytime TV, but when my grandma watched daytime TV, she was always interested in things like young and the, Re- young and the restless. It was all about relationships and things, and I didn't understand why. But the older I get, I'm starting to get it. Uh, I I think it's to remind you of some of the things that maybe you've gone through or how dramatic humans can be, especially towards each other. Uh, it's just interesting to, to watch now. And of course, you know, I don't watch Young and the Restless, but I'm finding that I love watching shows like Six Feet Under or You, uh, great show. Uh, I, 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 I'll admit, I mean, I think it's a chick flick, but these days who cares? We can be whatever the fuck we want to be and, uh, identify as whatever we want. I identify as a guy that likes chick flicks apparently. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I'm watching these shows and it just, man, there's so many instances that have come up, and I'm only on season three, so don't ruin it for me. This is another reason, I, uh, you know, I don't watch things that are out currently because I don't want people talking about it. You know, 2003, I, I think we had started getting some social media things out there. I don't remember if it was still uh, message boards or dot coms or coming soon dot net or whatever, but things were still out there during that time period for you know plot lines and stories to be uh, spoiled, and it just seemed to be like this was one of the shows people were always talking about, and I couldn't bring myself to actually watch it until I forgot that it was a you know the main character was gay and that was maybe forty percent of what the show was about. Um, but really, there's a lot of other elements to it. And it's funny because, you know, I relate to obviously the non-gay stuff, but I relate to a lot of the relationship things that are in there that uh, it just make you sit back and think, why did you do that? Why did I put myself in that situation? People are just trash to each other. And, I mean, I, I'm looking at the thing between... Uh, Billy, if you if you haven't seen the show, go watch it. I, I might spoil it. Like I say, I'm up to season three, so I'm going to talk about a few things. Billy and his sister, that's also sort of dating or trying to be with Nate. Uh, they've got a thing going on, so there's some incest. I've actually seen that happen where someone that I'm dating is you know, so in love with their brother that they can't date you because he fills that void that they need. Uh, I've also seen things where, you know, there's that hippie intolerant chick that, you know, she's got her own way, has to do everything very specific and then makes you change everything for her needs and then disappears on you. Um, 
I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen the siblings trying to pull each other away like the, uh, you know, was Zadia's wife and her sister. I've dealt with the evil stepsister before. And I'm just thinking, my God, people are just terrible to each other and humans are trash. And, you know, within the last year or two since the whole beer plague started, it's been... I almost said funny, but it's not funny at all. I've I've seen several relationships break apart. Uh, not even divorces, because people can't afford to get divorced anymore or not be together because things are so damned expensive right now. Uh, I don't know how I do it. I mean, I'm literally sitting in a house by myself with just me and my dog that I afford on my own by making action figures and drawing things for people. How I'm surviving is beyond me, but believe me, I'm thankful every day for it. Um but people are just, they're not nice to each other. They're separating. I did, well, I did hear one divorce, you know, uh, some flaming bitch decided to go sleep with a rock star and screw one of my friends over, you know, you know who you are. Uh, I still can't stand that chick for you. And I'm happy that I ranted on uh, your behalf because of that. Um, but God, people are just absolutely ridiculous. So uh, as I sip on my... Uh, Golden Road Brewery melon cart from, uh, you know, the, the mango beer people. I am going to ponder a few things and come back at you. All right, as we all know, <clears throat> I think when I drink and, uh, you know, I got to ask you a question. Obviously, it's rhetorical because if my phone talks back to me at this point, I'll just freak the fuck out. Who is in control of your life? Think about that for a second. Is it you? Is it your wife? Is it your girlfriend? Is it your mom? Is it another family member? Who really controls what you do? Is it is it your boss? Who makes your decisions? Now, ask yourself another question. Why does it matter? And why should they have a say? in what you do or don't do. Uh, you know, oddly enough, let, uh, uh, this, this is a quote I heard this week, and it really made me think, you know. I keep losing my train of thought. Sorry about this. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the full moon or Mercury and Gatorade or Uranus is out of line with the moon. I, some, I, I don't know. I'm generally not like this. Um, th this quote that I, I cannot pull out of my ass for the life of me right now spoke to me so much that I can't even remember what the fuck it is. Um, holy shit. Wow. And, and the only reason I'm letting this go, cause this is the third time I've actually tried to record this and I keep forgetting. This is a human interest story at this point. I'm just baffled why I can't think of this. Oh, it may have been a quote from the show. It may be a meme. Uh, I, I don't know. But anyway, it uh, somebody was dying uh, or whatnot. And they had uh, they gave him CPR. They brought him back to life. And instead of saying, thanks for saving my life, they said, thank you for delaying my death. And it was just so odd to think of. We're all going to die. We're all dying daily. 
Some of us are going to go faster than others. Uh, some of us may have an accident or we may pull a Betty White and almost make it to our hundredth. But as I'm sitting here pondering things like this and, and thinking about stuff, I go back to the questions I was asking myself and you guys to ask yourselves, uh, who controls your life and, and why does it matter what people think? Why do people feel that they have to have a say in what you do? We'll get back to the show in a minute. But I, I'm taking a trip uh, with the band. Uh, we did a gig in Wendover at the beginning of the month. And it's a six-hour drive. Me and my drummer, we're, we're going up there. Lots of conversations about life and uh, we're looking at signs and billboards and talking about anything that's in front of us and, uh, you know, just a little small talk. And we went through this one town, I want to say it was McGill, uh, maybe 200 people in the entire town or less. And the town next to it was either Ely or Elko, something like that. I can't remember. They're all the same. And they just got their very first dispensary. Obviously, it's a place where they sell weed. And once you get to McGill, every billboard is from this... God, it's not even environmentalist. It's some kind of uh, activist group. But I don't know what they're being an advocate for because they have these absurd billboard billboards that are saying, weed is bad for the environment. What? A natural thing that grows in the earth is... I'm not even a pothead, and I took offense to that. Uh, weed does nothing for me. I, my, my drummer is huge stoner. Smokes all the time. Literally all the time. Um... Uh, I, I, I don't see it. Why is it that people have this need to tell you what they think is right or wrong? And why does it matter what they say? I mean, let's go back to when I was a kid. Uh, let's say the 80s, uh, you know. I remember seeing Joe Cool, the the character for Camel Cigarettes, and he was an awesome character. And I did not grow up wanting to smoke because of a cartoon camel. I also liked the denim jackets and the ruggedness of Marlboro Cowboy commercials, and I didn't grow up to be a cowboy nor did I grow up to smoke Marlboro Reds. I wasn't influenced in that way. I just thought they were cool characters, and everything had a commercial. My God, marketing in the 80s was at its uh, absolute best. This is the highest it was ever going to be. And everyone had a mascot. They had a slogan, sex sold, and it just... It was great. It was a wonderful time to be alive and to experience. But people started saying, 
well, smoking's bad for you. I'm like, my God, Ronald Reagan back in the day when he was an actor was in cigarette ads and women and doctors and dentists, all these people that should be against smoking or that are against smoking now were all in ads in the 40s and 50s. Oh, I smoke Bronson and Hedges or Benson and Hedges, whatever the fuck it is, because my teeth don't stink afterwards. Whatever the taglines are, you know, you see these things. If you follow like vintage photographs, vintage ads or uh, any of these things on your uh, social media of choice, um, you'll see some of these things pop up. And then some of them are, are pretty absurd. I mean, even in Playboy, they had a lot of ads like, you're not a man if you don't fit into these skinny jeans, these high-waisted water, whatever they call them. I mean, it's just, it was ridiculous. Uh, I can't believe the, the, how they got away with some of the things that they got away with. But I digress. Why did it have to come to someone else telling everyone that smoking was bad for you for there to be this huge surge of negativity in an industry that made billions? Well, obviously, they were promoted into uh, that height of uh, fiscal success because... Everybody smoked and the advertisements were great. So I guess there are impressionable people out there. I wasn't one of them, but they made their millions and billions off of somebody. But someone got it in their brain that, well, just because their husband or their wife or somebody that they know died of lung cancer, well, now nobody can smoke. So gradually they started changing it can't smoke in restaurants. Do you remember McDonald's had those little tin ashtrays? I remember several times going to a restaurant, smoking or non-smoking. That seems so foreign to people these days. Um, <laughs> when COVID first hit, and uh, or I should say when, when things opened back up after uh, the second year of COVID, because what are we entering? Year three of this bullshit now? Uh, in March, I think that'll be the start of year three. Anyway, um, we had to start taking reservations because they were only allowed to be at 50% occupancy. And it felt almost natural because I remember getting stopped at every restaurant. The whole seat yourself thing never really made sense to me. And oddly enough, I just happened to get used to it right when all this shit storm happened. So when I would get stopped at the door, I was almost waiting for the the mater d to ask smoking or none <laughs> it's a fucking bar i want my wild wings get out of my way um but why did why did that have to change if you want to smoke why can't you smoke now think about this and this isn't everything seems to revolve around COVID these days, and every single one of my podcast episodes doesn't need to be about COVID, but since that's the hot topic of everything these days, and I'm not talking about the emo chain store, which we'll get to that in a second, I have a gripe about that in a minute, um, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm sick of people telling you what to do, because it changes, so and this will relate to COVID. You'll see. I'll come back around to this. 
you're not allowed to smoke anymore in the 80s. So they start putting these warning signs. They start pulling the plug on restaurants. California was the ringleader of not being able to smoke near anywhere that serves food. And then what did they do? Well, you got to try this new thing called e-cigarettes. You see where I'm going with this? You got to do e-cigarettes. It's healthier for the environment. It releases a vapor. And it doesn't hurt your lungs. It's almost like the patch, nicotine not included. And you'll be able to get your fix, your oral fixation, by smoking air. That didn't last too long, did it? Shit, like, what was that like? Three years, and everyone started saying, well, it doesn't taste good. There's no nicotine. I don't get the buzz. Uh, There's so many complaints about it. Well, then they took the the word vapor, shortened it to vape, because you got to be cool to sell it to kids. And then now, all of a sudden, everybody was vaping. And they would chain smoke this fucking, like... Uh, you know, chimney stack of train smoke everywhere they went. I mean, they looked like, it looked like back in the, the mining days where you could see these kids coming a mile away and put your ear to the track and think, yep, here comes a hipster, chugga chugga, woo woo. Yep, cinnamon pretzel, that's a hipster, here they come. And this whole big fucking cloud of uh, vape would follow them. And then about two years ago, Oh, vaping's not healthy for you. Well, it was about, gosh, I want to say actually eight or nine years ago where a few stories got out that these giant-ass machines people were carrying around in their pockets were overheating and exploding and blowing people's faces off, uh, these these vape machines. And uh, it God, they'll find anything. Well, they told you not to smoke, so now you had to do an e-cigarette. Well, e-cigarette's no good anymore. Now they tell you to vape. Well, now they're saying vaping's no good for you. Let's legalize weed. McGill says weed is bad for the environment. Oh, fuck off already. Seriously. And now we're back to COVID. No wonder people don't believe shit anymore because every single time they come up with something, oh, you got to wear your mask when you walk into a store, but you can only walk one way down the aisle. No. Well, you got to stay six feet away and wear your rubber gloves because it's on the surface. No, it's not. Well, you can't touch this. Nope. Well, you got it. Nope. Yeah, but you don't understand if you, yep. Just shut the fuck up and let people live. Seriously. No wonder we don't listen to rules. No wonder we don't listen to anyone anymore. We trust the science. You gotta trust the science. I mean, you come on, guys. No. Herkadirk, shut the fuck up. So I'm going through my timeline today. Cue the letter candy theme song. Um, My God. Did you feel the angst explode in a joyous, saddened scream today? If you didn't, you're probably not emo and don't understand what energy just erupted. Apparently, and I'm too old for this shit, so it doesn't affect me, but apparently in the early 2000s, there were a bunch of bands... um, 
well, I guess, what do they call them? My, My Chemical Romance, Avril Lavigne, Adelita's Way, Jimmy World, uh, to name a few. There was this, all of these bands that were like, I don't know how to describe them. They looked like Hot Topic rejects, uh, where the goth people that weren't listening to grunge broke off brushed their hair in front of their eyes like flock of seagulls, dyed it black, were depressed about everything, which is gimmick infringement from all of us in Seattle that grew up with grunge. I mean, we were the first ones to think being depressed was cool. And they got into this whole thing. They started going emo where it was like, like this really heavy, hardcore beat. And you're like, and here comes the singer. My life's so hard. Like that literally describes every single emo song to me. And if you listen to one of those bands, I'm sorry. It sucks. It's just, it's stupid. Uh, When I was in Seattle growing up, or Tacoma as it were, and uh, everyone's listening to, you know, depressed Nirvana and, uh, you know, Soundgarden pissing and moaning and crying about things. I'm listening to Skid Row talking about fucking strippers and, you know, Pantera doing guitar solos and shit like that. Oh, well, I'm going through my timeline today and they announced some ginormous shithole festival of like 30 bands that are all in this emo category. And it was almost like we were over it and we had forgotten about it. Where all these kids had grown up. It's now 20 years later. If they were 15 then, they're 35 now. They probably have their own kids or whatnot. And you just, you can feel the piercings going back in. And the smell of the hair dye filling the bathrooms as their hair goes back to black. And it just, oh my God, my timeline would not stop. That same pink advertisement for that damn show kept popping up and up and up over and over and over again. We're so excited this festival's, oh, it's great. And then instantly they started complaining. Oh, it's too expensive, but I want to go, but I really have to go, but oh man, it's like the the cabin, I'm too old to be in the front row, maybe I'll get one of the v- VIPs, how much? Oh, I can't do it, I mean seriously, you could put the in the background, and it would just literally just read the comments, and it would be a new hit emo song, like they're so happy, but emo kids want to be sad, so they found something to be sad about, but then they're happy about being sad, which means that they've gonna, I mean, it's a vicious cycle, they can't stop, it's an infinite loop, just like those fucking stripper tattoos with the feather and the infinity symbol, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) You may ask yourself, what does this rant have to do with the current topic? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, This group of people are the ones that are, um, they're ruining the world right now. They're telling you what you should do based off of their, uh, what their minority wants. And I'm not saying minority by race. I'm saying minority meaning a small group of people. 
So a small group of people get together and decide that vaping isn't good for you. Now nobody can vape because 100 people don't like it. We all have to wear masks because one person could get this beer plague worse than the rest of us. We all have to do this or we have to do all these things to protect other people. So all these fucking scene kids and emo brats out there are the ones that are really ruining it for the rest of us uh, who are just literally trying to exist and enjoy our lives and just move on with things. But we can't. So whereas back in the day, hippies actually wanted to change things and they were against the man... These scene kids and these emo brats don't realize that they actually are for the man and they are trying their damnedest to get you to conform. Isn't that the exact opposite of what being a punker is all about? It's the most ironic, blasphemous, stupid thing that I've witnessed during this whole calamity of the beer plague is to see a bunch of people who wanted nothing to do with capitalist America, that they were calling everyone a Nazi that didn't agree with them and a racist and all these sorts of things. And then they're like, you have to do what they say so we can all get through this. Well, I thought you hated these people. I thought you hated Trump so bad, right-wingers, conservatives, and all these people so bad that you wanted them to die. But no, you want to prolong the agony because if your antagonist dies, your existence ceases? Um, what? And now these emo kids are like, their entire timeline is, I want to die. I'm so depressed. Look at me. I'm so cool. Look at how depressed I can be. Oh, I'm more depressed than you. Girl, I feel it too. And then all of a sudden they're like, ah, trust the science. Wear your mask. Get a vaccine so that I can live. Bitch, I thought you wanted to die three scrolls ago. It makes zero sense. Yet here we are with a bunch of people trying to tell you what you need to do with your life so they can live theirs, but not allowing us to live ours, which in a sense becomes this vicious cycle of irony and bullshit. You know, for those that are wrestling fans, if you actually are listening and, and haven't skipped through a lot of this stuff, I'm going to bring up a touchy subject and give you my point of view because I feel like nobody really pulls a Jesse Ventura anymore and tells it like it is and tells you the things that you may not want to hear. Um, leave Jeff Hardy the fuck alone. Seriously. Let him live his life. Let him OD. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Stop being selfish and trying to keep him on this earth for your benefit. Leave Jeff Hardy alone. You, that may incite some anger with you and you may not understand where I'm coming from, but that's a perfect example of you trying to tell someone what to do with their life so it benefits your life. Really think about that for a minute. I don't know if any of you have done drugs 
hell, even 15 years ago, 10 years ago, weed was a drug. People are still incarcerated for being weed dealers. And now the government put their dirty paws in it, and now weed's legal. And if you go to Oregon, I guess everything's legal. Um, it, it's just baffling. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing my temples now at just how baffling this whole thing is. They told us and groomed us. There's a word we don't like to hear these days. Groomed us into thinking that weed was bad. Don't do... <laughs> uh, there's another thing. I went to my comic shop the other day, and the dude's standing out there in front of the comic shop with a dare uh, table. And he was trying to get signatures or donations or some bullshit like this. And he's like, excuse me, sir, can I talk to you for a minute? And I look at the tablecloth, and it says dare. You remember them? Dare to keep kids off drugs? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I remember you guys. Shit, how you been? They're like, yeah, we're out again. I was like, I don't, don't want to hear it. Excuse me? Yeah, no, 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 I don't want to hear it because when I was a kid, you told me weed was bad, and now you're selling it two stores down. I don't want to hear it anymore. Everything that we were told was wrong, that we kept ourselves from our entire lives, has only delayed our death. See what I did there? I brought it back. Brought it back full circle. Leave Jeff Hardy alone. He may have some demons. He may have some mental issues. He may just enjoy the high. You don't know. He may just like getting drunk. You may worry about me. I'm, I've had several people, and I argue with my own mom and my own family and my best friends all the time. You drink too much. I worry about you. Well, if you have one shot in a beer, you're, you know, and I did the attaboy scoop of the arm kind of thing. You know, if you have one shot in a beer, uh, you're legally over the limit, and you don't understand what that could do to your insurance and what it would do to me to think if you went to jail and blah, 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 I don't care. All these people and everyone are going off of this what-if mentality, and I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing it for other people. Well, what if this happens? We have to do preventative measures to, you know, stop this and prevent that and do this and do that. Oh, my God. If we listen to what everybody said and believe that shit from the beginning, Biden would have got rid of this COVID in 90 days like he promised. Weird. He didn't do that, did he? But you see the narrative shifting now that midterms are coming up and, you know, everybody's uh, trying to be nice and doing the thing that, uh, you know, appease everyone. I mean, fuck, I almost guarantee by St. Patrick's Day, they're going to drop everything and be like, eh. Either, you know, either open it all back up or shut it all back down. This in-between bullshit is just ridiculous. I don't know what happened in Demolition Man or Fifth Element to get them to that point in the movie. But the origin story is what we're living right now. So until Amazon sends me my yellow dots to put on the wall, y'all can shut the fuck up about every rule that changes every goddamn week. 
You're only delaying our death. I watched another movie today. It was called Old. I thought it was funny because I was trying to text my mom about it. I said, I'm watching Old on TV. What was that? Well, you suggested I watch it. You know, it's that M. Shyamalama Ding Dong guy. And what's funny is my phone through Siri never understands me. The word and never comes through on my phone. It always says in instead of and. I don't know if it's this phony southern midwestern surfer accent I have from Seattle, which is none of the places I've ever been to. Um... When I said M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, it automatically corrected to M. Night Shyamalama. I can't even say it. I don't even know what his name is. I've always said Shyamalama Ding Dong. And it auto-corrected it for me. Holy shit. But you can't... <laughs> but you'll change fuck to duck. No, but you know M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. That's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, I'm watching old and... You know, there's some of these uh, crises, people growing old too fast in human relations. And you see people trying to take charge and the leaders going crazy. And then everyone has an opinion. There's too many chiefs, no Indians. Is that offensive? We're not allowed to say those things anymore. I don't care. Um, It just, God, it makes you think. It really just makes you think. Who gives a shit? I wear a beanie. Some of you may have seen it if you follow me on Facebook. Uh, I have a beanie that says don't care. And I know, I know that it's meant for emo kids who just want to pout and sloth around with their slumped shoulders and black tank tops and lip piercings and the hair in their eyes, which I have none of that other than my eyebrows, which are too damn long. It says don't care because I legit don't care. Anything you can say to me in person, my beanie can answer for you. Sir, you need to put your... Don't care. Welcome to Target. Can I... Don't care. Can I get you another beer? Yes, you may. So back to Six Feet Under. I just finished season three. And uh, Nate is going on this downward spiral because... You know, he lost his wife, he lost his girlfriend, uh, he almost lost his life. The end of season two, he went into this surgery and then the cliffhanger was, you didn't know if he survived or not. And then season three starts with him possibly being dead, possibly being alive, seeing all these visions of stuff. And then you come to find out that he did eventually live. And then he changed from this sort of uh, assertive uh, happy-go-lucky, f- free-type person to this submissive, do-everything-this-bitch-from-Seattle says. And then when she disappears, he finds out maybe he has some sort of codependency. He really misses her. Maybe he really does love her. And he goes into this self-abusive, catatonic state where he's drinking himself to death, making bad decisions, um getting in fights in bars. Uh, I mean, I've been there. I don't know if you've been there. We've all done stupid things to try and uh, help with the pain or whatever that we we suffer through in reality. And um, 
it makes me wonder if one of the thoughts going through his head was maybe he wished that he would have died. And would his life have been better if he actually had died? That's pretty grim thought. And again, this is nothing to be concerned about. I, I'm not trying to have an underlying message or to uh, do a plea for help. I see a lot of people out there making posts that are a plea for help. And it's all bullshit because if you actually did want help, you don't talk about it. Um, it's the people that are talking about suicide and this constant need for attention is just that it's just for attention. Maybe they are going through something. Maybe they missed, uh, uh, an opportunity or a family member passed and it really did wreck them. And they do need that constant love and reassurance and, and things like that. The, you, you just know. You you know who really needs the attention versus the people that are just doing it for attention. This isn't one of those things. I'm not look. I'm legit. My beanie is answering the question for you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is another story. I, I've actually had a, a a rough January. I played a gig. It reminded me of all the fun things I loved doing and why. I probably should have never left music in the first place, but then it also reminded me of why I did. And then my uh, some family got sick, uh, some friends got sick, and maybe eight out of ten people that I would scroll through or that I know personally in every group all had contracted COVID or something, that, and it's just it's out of control. But Again, this isn't meant to be the uh, another COVID episode, but it's they they basically they test positive. Doesn't mean that they're dying in a hospital that they're intubated or whatever they tried to scare you with at the beginning of all this shit. It means they tested positive and they can't go to work and they had the man flu for three days. Um, but it. It was sort of a downer to see all my friends go through that and, you know, bandmates, you know, we're on the way to the gig and we get a a message that someone we know that was in contact with so-and-so and Six Ways of Kevin Bacon. Now we're worried that maybe one of us now has COVID because that person tested positive, even though they only felt like shit for one day and were fine afterwards and they're fully vaccinated. Ha! Weird. Imagine that. All these people that are vaccinated with their 13th booster shot and getting their free sandwich at Subway on their collector card are still getting COVID. Well, it's not as bad, but you got to trust the science. Who the fuck cares? You're only delaying the death. All these people that hate our guts anyway, let us die. Just let us go. That's what you want, right? No, we have to save you for the better of the earth. We need you here. Shut the fuck up. Make up your goddamn minds, people. Seriously, every single day. Do this. Don't do this. But if you do this, I'll be sad. But do it. What? God. It's just... Do do you ever just stop? Go to a bar by yourself or a social gathering or work. Not talk to anyone and just 
watch how humans interact with each other these days? Hell, go shopping. I bet you, you know, you'll probably get almost run into five times on the way to your trip to the store. Someone will cut you off and take your parking spot. And then these same people that don't know how to drive vehicles are even less inclined to drive a shopping cart properly and will butt in front of you to take the last of something regardless of your situation. Or, I mean, who cares? It's, oh, it's all just stupid. Anyway. It just, I don't understand how people can even be in a relationship. Now, this is another thing I'm I'm looking at watching this show. You know, we've all dealt with the sister-in-law, the mother-in-law, the uh, abusive father-in-law, uh, which is that stereotyping right there. I'm, and it's a different kind of abuse than the physical abuse. So I'm sure the stepmoms just do as much abusing as the stepdads do. Only one uses their fists and one uses their voice. And it could be the other way around. Maybe, you know, you get a flip-flop to the back of the head. I don't know. It's so hard to speak without stereotypes. Just get over it. Um but I don't understand how we tolerate it. I see even family members and best friends and people who oh, I'm fighting with the wife again. Why? Oh, she won't let me do that. She won't let you just stop right there. She won't let you do what? Well, you got to understand when you're married, you got to do things that are best. No, you don't. Fucking do what you want or find someone else. Well, we have to do it for the sake of the kid. No, you really don't. Like... <laughs> you can sit back and judge me and say, well, you don't have kids, you don't know what it's like. Well, you don't not have kids and don't know what it's not like. You know how I sleep every single night without kids? Very well, thank you. You know how I wake up without kids in the house? Nice and quiet. I also don't get sick as much because your little snot goblins aren't out there. Fuck, I was out at Hobby Lobby today and this dumb bitch had her kids screaming her head off and she's trying to do this progressive mother bullshit oh she's just having a tantrum being too loud honey okay you know what's gonna happen you're gonna get put in the corner so this dumb twat waffle takes her kid puts her in the this hallway to the bathroom you just put the little snot shitter in an echo chamber and now the whole st i mean you might as well just shove the pa system up the damn thing's ass because now the whole store has to listen to your little toe head fucking cry its head out because you wouldn't bite the plastic dinosaur i'll bite and shove it down its throat if it'll shut it up and i was talking about the mom kid probably just wanting some candy or a dinosaur i don't know but fuck man all these people are like well you have to do this because i have kids why do i have to suffer because of your mistake Ooh, that's a tough one isn't it i literally have to endure this life based off what people allow me to do what people perceive I am doing and say it's okay for me to do by people judging me and stereotyping me. And I have to deal with all of that bullshit because other people are telling me what to do. And I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I, I, 
wanted the family. I wanted to have a kid. And now that I'm past that point, thank God I didn't. I would not want to raise a kid in this world. You know, this will tell you how terrible of a person I am right now. When I was uh, in the bands, when I first started, I met uh, a couple of people that had special needs kids. And I worked with them. I didn't care. I was trying to do everything as best as I could to accommodate them. But parents of special needs children have a fucking chip on their shoulder where they blame the entire world for something that their 3D printer of a vagina printed out. It's not my fault your chromosomes or your DNA is fucked up or some random mysterious thing happened that your kid has this malady, but I didn't care at the point. Well, now I've dodged a few bullets where I've seen someone that, and a couple people where I could have been with them and then their kids come out with a deformity or they have, uh, you know, I don't even know what these medical things are, but, you know, something's wrong with their appendages or it's uh, bow-legged or, or, you know, cleft-lipped or there's something going on. Like, and that sucks. And there's nothing wrong with these children. But I'm looking at it like, holy shit, did I dodge a bullet? That would have been my kid. And then again, maybe it's the dad that brought it on to this person, but it takes two to make a baby. And I can only imagine how much more difficult my life would have been had I would have had one of these special needs kids. That's not to say I wouldn't love them if it did happen. It would just be a very difficult, challenging life. I'll start rounding this out with something I posted on Facebook this week that really, really, really triggered some single moms out there. I don't even remember. Oh, uh, okay. I do remember what the joke was. Uh, it was a picture of a, a kid who was looking down the barrel of a cannon and it was just an innocent kid. He wanted to know, or, or she wanted to know what was in this cannon, but somebody put the tagline on there. Me, when I think about dating again, and it looks like, you know, you just want to blow your head off with a cannon. I thought it was hysterical, but when I posted it, I can't just leave it alone and let people laugh at it. I have to throw a little something in there, you know, some wolf flavor. And I put a little rant on the top. And it went something like this where I'm like, it makes me sick every time I think about dating again because of all these women who want you to accept them, their two or three baby daddies, their 3.5 kids, and all of their baggage that are going to add to your problems and expect you to take secondhand goods when you don't have any of your own. And, oh, my God, bitches, be triggered. Yeah, I mean, I had friends message me. I had people respond to my friends. Uh, and it just, it, it became a, uh, God, just a shitstorm. And I really did it because there's there's one particular person that I just really irritates the shit out of me. She was a fuck buddy who 
and and it always ends up this way. It's the ones with the least amount of morals are the ones that try and profess more morals on everyone else or try and tell you what a catch they are. This bitch, like, I was dating in a very uh, committed, serious, almost to the point of maybe possibly marrying this chick. Uh, we were about to get a house together and all this kind of shit while I was doing music. I was in a serious, committed relationship while someone was flirting with me, trying to get me away from her and jump ship to a different serious relationship who isn't even the one that I'm talking about. This chick is that girl's best friend. So three times removed from the situation I was in, this fifth wheel, who's now about the size of a semi-truck, decides she wants to interject herself and get me to not only cheat on my girlfriend and not do it with her best friend, but supersede her and go directly to her. Well, when I broke up with that girl and it didn't work out with the next one, she was third in line. I hit her up one night and she became sort of an on again, off again, fuck buddy. I don't know why she's even still on my Facebook because every single post, I mean, since then she's been knocked up by three different dudes. I think she's up to five kids now. And one of them is severely special needs, uh, which that isn't even the one I was talking about earlier. This is a, a whole other one. And her every single Facebook post, I don't understand why nobody loves me. I hate my fucking kid because he constantly screams. Well, he's autistic. He's in a wheelchair and he, he can't move. I'd be screaming my head off too. Oh, why doesn't anybody want me? I'm such a good catch. Oh, and then she'll post all this sexual shit, like all these innuendos, like, oh, I give the best head. Don't have to be drunk. She'll post like a drunk girl meme that uh, drunk girls give the best head. And she's like, I don't need to be drunk. I give the best head anyway. No, you don't. You sounded like that chick in the YouTube video that showed you how to suck a hot dog through a pineapple. And it's just, no, I don't want to stick my dick in a bottle of gack. Oh, I oh, just the thought that I ever even went there and had her as an off again, on again, fuck buddy, just grosses me out. Um, but she's like constantly saying shit where, you know, I'm such a good catch. People don't know what it's like to, to have a good woman in their life. And then all of a sudden, you know, she'll piss and moan. I can't take these kids anymore. I need help. Somebody please come help me. And uh, why would I, I want that? Why would I want to take on your baggage to make your life easier and ruin mine when I've made myself financially successful and stable and it just makes zero sense to me. So that's kind of, you know, where the conundrum is. Like, I personally believe that Brady Bunch people should stick to themselves and single, no kids, successful people should stick to themselves. Now, I'm not picking on you single parents out there. But you can't expect someone who doesn't have kids, who's never been married, to flip, turn, you know, like all their schedule for you 
just because you have kids. So date a single dad or a single mom or something like that where they understand that, you know, it's a rarity that you guys get to do things. When, I don't know. But don't ruin someone else's life just because your life sucks. Talk about only delaying the death. That's like being in purgatory. So that's that's really it. I mean, I've just seen so many instances with all these stories and all these things going on where people are just shit to each other. They're selfish and have to tell everyone what they think they should do with their lives and they're not doing anything to better their own life. It just makes zero sense to me. If you are that type, mind your own damn business. You might think that you're doing the what's best for them, but nobody knows what's best for somebody other than the person that's living their own life. If I want to go to bed with a different chick every night, drunk off my ass, life well lived. If I want to get married after only knowing someone for six weeks, life well lived. If Jeff Hardy ODs sometime, don't tell me his life wasn't well lived. You can't judge a person's life on longevity alone. And you also, in the reverse sense, can't judge someone's life by the fame they do or don't have. Betty White's 99 years on this earth doesn't mean any more than my 42 or Jeff Hardy's 46 or your grandma Betty Joe's 97th or your gay uncle Frittato's 39th. It doesn't matter. Leave people alone. Let them enjoy their life. Something I wish the government would fucking do. But no, we're too much of a hot commodity and they make too much money off of us to just let us die because we all have a serial number. Oh yeah, it's called a social security. Good night, everybody.